Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 46 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused on how to be more confident in running and working out. And the inspiration from this episode came from a book that I read recently called Radical Confidence by Lisa Bilio. She is the co-founder of Quest Nutrition, you know, the protein bars, and I think they have chips and all kinds of other things. Uh, Her and her husband created that company together, and she went from really feeling like she lacked confidence to obviously being a co-founder of, you know, one of the largest health food companies in the uh, in the world. But during that time, she also struggled even when she, you know, appears to have everything together. So taken from her words, radical confidence, which is the title of the book, is accepting yourself the way you are, but at the same time, believing that you can change. So you think that really relates to a lot of us that are running in our 40s and beyond, you know, because we really do come to a, if you were like me, you come to this point in your 40s when you do accept yourself the way that you are. But, you know, there's all that kind of self-help out there about accepting yourself, about, you know, being okay with the person that you are. But I think if we get stuck there, then that can be a bad thing too. So I think believing that we can change and that we can continue to improve, maybe not in times, but you know, I'm talking about running times or maybe not in running more miles, but in different things and setting different goals, uh, I think that will really have an impact on all of us. And I think confidence in this you know, sport, in this running in your 40s and beyond, is really just being able to get to the start line, being able to get up in the morning and get out the door, being able to believe in yourself that you can keep working out and staying healthy, you know, while trying to juggle the million other things that are going on. So I'm going to talk about five things that I learned from the book that maybe will help you a little bit too. Uh, but before I get started in like the tactics, one of the things that she said really, I, I, I couldn't st- not start the episode with it. And that is that validation is for parking. And I just, that really impacted me and all week long, you know, when I'm trying to live and I'm thinking about like, do I have to tell someone like, you know, what, where am I going to get my validation? And, she, you know, it's, it's something that we all can take to heart. Validation is for parking. So if you're putting your validation on how many miles you ran or a number on the scale or a time or a PR or, um, you know, beating that person that, you know, you outkicked at the races, if that's where you're finding validation, you're never going to completely be ful- fulfilled because you have to find it within. Uh, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the negative voice. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was a teenager, 
And I wanted to learn about how to be more mentally tough. I wasn't a mentally tough runner at all. Um, and I read some George Sheehan stuff and a lot of just mindset things. And I remember, uh, you know, reading something where it said, you know, talk to the tired and say, you know, hello, tired. How are you doing? You know, you can come along with me, but I'm not slowing down. And that little tidbit has stuck with me, obviously, for the last 30 years. But if you apply it, some of what Lisa said, it takes that to a next step. So instead of just saying to that negative voice, you know, I'm t- that's tired, you know, you can come along with me. She's basically saying, make it your friend and learn from it. You know, so like, I literally like, okay, I'm feeling tired. All right, what can I learn from that? You know, how can I get past that? What could I do in the next mile or so so I didn't feel tired? Or maybe tomorrow or next week so that my long run doesn't suck so bad. You know, instead of just kind of bringing the negative waste and saying, like, you can come with me, but I'm not slowing down and just kind of trying to stamp it out. You know, a lot of times I've talked about trying to scratch off the negative. Uh, she says, you know, Make sure that you can learn from it. What can you do better? Maybe you can change your form a little bit if you're having an injury and that's like, oh, my ankle's hurting again and that negative voice is coming out. Like maybe you need to change your cadence. Like really think about the negative thoughts that you're having and why you're having them and how you can change it so that they go away and you can, you know, fit, learn from them. Same with, you know, again, if you're feeling bad on your long run, what did you do yesterday? Did you have too much red wine like I did before you went to bed, before your long run? Because uh, that certainly isn't going to help your run. Or did you start out too fast? Are you going too fast, you know, in the middle of the run so that you can't end, you know, in a positive way? But just really bringing along the negative voice and not trying to ignore it, but more so learn from it. That was number one. Uh, number two is betting on yourself. Uh, so this is another good quote from the book, and it's your dreams are a gamble. Bet on yourself. Uh, so, you know, I think realizing that no one else is out there looking after you, no one else is going to fix things for you. You're the only person that's responsible for your life and you're the only person that can fix it. You know, she has some good affirmations in there. So if you're out for a run right now, even just saying to yourself, like, I can change my life. I can stop making excuses. I can do hard things. Repeating those things over and over makes a huge difference in your mindset. Uh, so she, you know, she says, like, if you change your beliefs and system, you know, it's going to change. And she brings up the question that I always like to ask. And she adds something with it's basically no BS. Like, what would it take to? So if you're thinking about entering that 5k, like the turkey trot, whatever it is, what would it take for you to actually do it? What would it take for you to train for the next month so that you can run successfully a long run, you know, and feel good? What would it take? Maybe you have to add stretches three times a week. Maybe you have to add strength training. Maybe you have to add some, you know, additional long runs. I don't know what it would take for you, but I think just asking yourself those hard questions is going to get another layer. And what's going to happen is that you're going to realize you just, des- that you deserve to go after your dreams and you can do it. And, uh, you know, betting on yourself is, you know, you're the only one that can change your life. So I really liked that one. Uh, Number three is asking yourself another tough question, which is what would it look like if? So she, she, I like when she talks about like an average week, she's kind of goes through and like, if you think about it, Wednesdays are a pretty average day, especially in a runner. We usually kind of, you know, we have a long run on the weekend. We've got maybe some speed work on Tuesdays, a hill workout on Thursdays. Usually Wednesday is a pretty average day. So I think it's a good day to look at and say like, 
what would I, what would it happen? What would it look like if on my Wednesdays I did something extra? What would it look like if Wednesdays you added 10 extra minutes of, you know, maybe sprints at the end or striders uh, or some flexibility exercises? What would it look like if you asked someone to run with you on a Wednesday night? What would it look like if you decided that you were going to drive and try a trail run instead of just running around your neighborhood? Uh, You know, just trying to branch out a little bit, you know, and assessing yourself. Like if you're asking those and you start to kind of tense up a little bit, why? What are you afraid of? And then really dig deep into that and see if it's something that you need to work through because the working through the hard stuff is how you're going to really develop confidence. So, you know, figuring out where you're locking, you have to know where you're locking and, you know, that might be journaling. Maybe for the next month, I don't do this anymore, but I might start at least kind of recording the number of minutes that I run in, you know, strength training minutes and flexibility minutes and then looking to see gaps so that way I can tell like, you know, you're kind of not being as strong here. Um, You know, you can get good at anything. Like we're not going to run faster times, although I'm amazed there are people out there that are like killing it in their upper 40s and running faster than they did in their 30s. I'm not one of them and I'm okay with that. Like my runs have felt a lot stronger in the last year and I'm happy about that. I have a lot less aches and pains. I used to have to take ibuprofen like before every run and I don't take it all anymore. So the strength and stuff really has helped. Uh, And just recognizing that it didn't, it it was really hard and it still is hard. Um, And just kind of embracing that suck and recognizing like anything that you want to get good at, it's going to suck in the initial phase, but you have a choice and you can either go for it or you don't. Um, So just thinking about your average Wednesday and what could you add on that day? Uh, Number four is I think my favorite lesson from this book, which again, it was Radical Confidence. Uh, And she talks about the purgatory of the mundane. So if you think about like when people usually make drastic changes in their life, it's after a rock bottom event. Like they have a heart attack or they get really sick or they lose a loved one or they just get, you know, really so out of shape. They're like something has to change. But then there's this like comfortable level where it's like, well, I'm doing pretty well. I eat pretty well. I run, you know, enough. And it's like this mundane where you can really get caught up in that and not be having much growth, but, you know, in your working out and and your running. Um, This actually hit me really hard last week because I was in uh, Las Vegas for a work conference and I went to the gym and it it was a beautiful gym. It had like CrossFit, had all the different weights and everything. And the people in there were, I kid you not, like they were so strong. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I I, like they're doing all these pull-ups and I've tried over the years like to get my pull-ups back. And um, I just was really in over my head. But I also realized like, Mansa, you've been kind of hanging out into the mundane as far as you got you. Yeah, you were proud that you're doing your strength training every day. But really, you haven't bumped it up much lately at all. And you've been doing the same thing a lot. So, you know, getting stuck in that, like, is really easy to do. Because it's not like I have not been doing it. Um, but, and I, but, and I, so I'm not going to hit rock bottom and hopefully I don't have this major injury because I'm doing pretty well and I'm keeping my core is strong. But yet there's this whole level, another level that I think I can get to. Uh, so with that, you know, if you, if you get caught in that mundane, like your hopes for good running are just kind of like going to slip away. So I think, 
just be okay with starting small. Like you don't have to make massive changes and say, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go do CrossFit um, in addition to the things that I'm doing. But I do think I need to add some additional things. Um, so baby steps. And the other part, I think, of this one, like when you get stuck in the mundane, is like you can figure things out. Sometimes we just get a little bit bored and lazy. And so if you've got an injury or you've got a health issue, like use Google. Like um, I totally love prehab guys on Instagram. Actually, one of my guests, Cassie Wagner, got me hooked up on him and on them. It's a group. And some of their exercises are just insanely good, especially for my posture and my back. Again, it's prehab guys on Instagram. I think they have a website too. But take time. Like the more you learn uh, about your running, the more, you know, in your body and nutrition, the better you're going to feel and the more motivated you're going to feel. So don't get stuck in that, like just that progression of the mundane is what she calls it. Uh, and then the last part is that there's a massive difference between wanting to do something, knowing how to do it, and actually doing it. So it's, we've talked about it so much on this show, but um, I'm not telling you to fake it until you make it because I don't think that works. Like you usually know you're not, and then you have like this imposter syndrome. So I'm not saying like, go to a, a road race and act like you're, you know, really a runner, like that, not at all. I'm saying like people probably see you, you're pretty fit. Like they think you're confident, but radical confidence is like moving forward with even more tools and plans and actually going after the things that you want to do and that you know how to do. So, you know, Google it, set your goals, but then just do it. And then that's how you're going to get the utmost radical confidence. Again, she says, it's, it's not about not being like accepting of yourself, uh, but it's about believing that you can make the little changes that will have a big difference. So I'll leave you with a couple things. She uh, has some, like I said, she has some good affirmations in there. Uh, I can get better. You can rescue yourself. Whose life are you living? Uh, no one will be as invested as you are. Uh, if you don't like being a doormat, get off the floor is another thing that she said. Um, and there was one part in that I didn't have, like that didn't fit well into the five things about confidence. But I do think that women especially are do this a lot and we apologize. So if you're going on your long run or you're doing a speed workout and someone asks you, hey, can you get together, go to the farmer's market? Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't come. I'm going for a run. I can't do that. I'm going for a run. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I can't go out for drinks with you. I already had a workout scheduled. Uh, one of the things that she that I took note of in that is that you shouldn't apologize. Like you're running for good reason. You've made a commitment to yourself to do it. So instead of saying, I'm so sorry, I can't come on Friday night. Like just say, hey, I'll, oh, during that time, I'm going to be going for a run. But thank you for the invitation. There's no apology necessary for being the kind of person and especially being a healthy person. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It didn't fit completely with confidence, but it certainly wasn't enough for a whole episode on its own. But I think we apologize too much for running. Uh, and unless you're in a situation where you're running excessively or you are taking, you know, you're not fulfilling the commitments that you should be maybe with your family or your work, there's no reason to apologize. So I just wanted to give you, you know, that heads up. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is, you know, you can be scared of something, but you can do it anyway. And that's the number one way that you're going to be build confidence.
So thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to pass this along to a friend that might need a little bit more confidence. But just know that if you're stepping to the starting line or you're stepping out the door, you're stepping in your car to drive to a trail, you're doing awesome and you need to keep it up and you need to celebrate at the end of the day that you got out there. And uh, you're, you're going to find that those little decisions every single day are going to make you a very confident person, uh, it, you know, one month, six months and six years from now. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.